Welcome to Joyful Marketing. I'm Simone Soul, and I teach you how to get your life coaching practice fully booked without having to pay for ads, buy Instagram followers, or complicated sales funnels. It's not rocket science, and you can do it too. Listen on to find out how. Hello, my friends. Let's talk about a really juicy topic today, which is urgency in marketing. I want to tell you exactly what ethical urgency is and how it is created. But before I do that, I want to make sure we talk about what unethical urgency is and how that's created. To me, unethical urgency, I'm sure you've seen tons and tons of it in the world because there's no shortage of it. <laughs> unethical urgency is intentionally drumming up the fear of missing out and putting the client in the energy of scarcity making them feel fear and anxiety about what they're going to not be able to have as a psychological tactic that gets them to buy. You'll see things like, time is running out, only a few spots left, buy now or forever lose these bonuses. Now, there are genuinely times when time is running out and there truly are only two spots left and they, they really should act now. If that's the case, you know, you should tell them these things, it's not bad. So the person who really wants it doesn't get to miss out because they thought they had a few more days to decide when they really should just act now. So I'm not saying at all that urgency or scarcity is always bad. Sometimes scarcity just is true. There just isn't that much of something to go around. I'm not saying it's like unethical to bring these things up and to create this energy in marketing. But when you are preying on the fear of a client to create a sense of urgency, and you're using their fear as a way to psychologically manipulate them, that I don't think is ethical. It's not going to feel very good to you. And those tactics might work well in the short term. There is a reason that a lot of marketing trainers out there tell you to create urgency and scarcity and tell people they only have this much time left, they only have this many, right, to prey on the fear of missing out. Because guess what? It works. People do respond to that very well. It's how we're wired to be, uh, you know, on alert for scarcity and take action. But if you use that as a tactic, I don't think over the long term, you're going to be very effective as a marketer because it's going to erode the trust that clients have in you. They're going to associate your brand experience with feeling the emotions of FOMO and scarcity. And I don't think that might work in other lines of business, but when it comes to coaching, Fear of missing out and scarcity is not the foundation of a great client coach relationship when you're helping them to have a better life and better emotional experiences in, in your clients' lives, right? Now, unethical urgency is what I just described. And ethical urgency is compelling not to what they might lose or miss out on, but to the importance and value and desirability of what they will gain. And impressing that upon your clients very clearly and powerfully because you see what is possible for them and you care about them so much that you can't, you know, stand idly by while they're not having and creating what they deeply desire that they're capable of creating. Let me say that again. Ethical urgency is born out of your love for the client, the clarity of the vision that you have for them, 
and your certainty about how achievable it is. Like they can have it. You're certain of it. When they begin working with you, that is where the urgency comes from. It's knowing that your client's dream life, their dream body, their dream business, their dream relationship, the thing that they're aching for, hungry for, dying to have is right there. And all they have to do is so close to them and all they have to do to create it is to say yes to working with you. It's your program. It's your coaching. Inside my program, Joyful Marketing, I walk you through the prompts and exercises to be able to identify what those ethical urgency triggers are for your clients, because it's going to be different for everybody, and how to talk about that in a way that feels sufficient and beautiful and ethical to you, and get your clients feeling the urgency within themselves to take action towards what they want, to just to start coaching with you, among other things, right? And the ability to create these feelings of ethical urgency on purpose is so important, right? You don't just hope to create them randomly. You have to know how to create them on purpose all the time. And I teach you the how-to for that inside Joyful Marketing. There are like exercises that I lead you through that will make sure that you are generating ethical urgency for your clients' results all the time. I give you the to prompts to spell out how you talk to how you speak to that to your audience. And when you can do that, here's what happens. People reliably buy from you. And more importantly, they reliably get results. Let me say that again. When you are capable, when you have the skills to reliably create ethical urgency, that results in two things. Your audience reliably buys from you and your audience reliably has transformations in their own lives. Both things are critical. Now, I want what I want to do is help you to connect to that emotion of ethical urgency in the first place, because a lot of you aren't sure what that feels like. I think a lot of us have only associated urgency with like unethical urgency with people like hustling you and making you feel fear and FOMO in order to get you to buy. We've been the recipient of that kind of marketing a lot of times. So we're like, what does ethical urgency even feel like? And I want to help you connect to that. Here's an example. At the time of recording, the world has gone topsy-turvy with COVID. And hopefully sometime soon, Inshallah, the pandemic will be a thing of the past. (laughs) Seriously, right? I'm like crying right now. Please, God. (laughs) And when you're listening to to this episode from the future, hopefully all this lockdown and quarantine and travel restrictions, all these like, you know, not to mention all these people getting sick and dying will be a memory of the past. However, right now, people are dying every second from COVID. Societies, economies are hobbled by the pandemic everywhere. And imagine that in this circumstance, Somehow, you had a pill that could cure COVID. You just take the pill and boom, COVID is cured completely and instantly in your body forever. There is no side effect. It just cures COVID. Let's say you have this somehow and you have a ginormous stash of it in this pill. Uh, Enough of it for like everybody in the world. Just sitting around in your house. How would you feel looking around the world? Having heard that your sister's best friend just got sick from COVID, knowing that the deacon at your church is fighting for his life on a ventilator at the ICU, being unable to travel to be with your family at Thanksgiving for Christmas because of another lockdown, you would be on fire 
to get these pills out to as many people as possible. You'd be screaming about it from the top of your lungs on every rooftop possible. You'd shake people. You'd go out into the streets, tell people. You'd call the media. You'd tell everyone you know and then find some more people to tell. Can you imagine feeling that way? Like literally imagine that you had the stash of pills and nobody in the world knew that you had them and everybody was just getting sick and dying and the world economy was like collapsing because they don't know that you have these pills. Now, obviously, I'm just making this up. I'm asking you to use your imagination here for a purpose. But if you could imagine being in that position, that is what ethical urgency feels like. Wanting something so badly, being so fired up to get something to some people, other people, for their own benefit, for their own good, to seize their suffering, to give them what they are hungry for, dying for. That, my friends, is ethical urgency. Now, a lot of coaches get tripped up here. The reason they don't know how to create it is because they tell me they don't know why what they offer is urgent, especially the general life coaches in my world. The general life coaches, I cannot tell you how many times they've told me, yeah, I don't know why my work is urgent. Because I teach about this, how, about how to, how to create this in joyful marketing. And they'll tell me, you know, I mean, it's not like people are dying because they don't have coaching. It's not that urgent. You know, these problems don't have to be solved today. They can wait another week, another month, another year, especially if other things come up in life that are more important. Like, here's the thing. Here's how you know that your own coaching, when you offer it, it doesn't feel that urgent to you, is when a client says, oh, I'd love to get coaching, but, you know, I just have to, like, spend the money to, like, remodel the kitchen for now. Oh, I have to just use the money to, you know, pay off my student loans, pay off my credit card. You know, I got to pay for my kid's school. And then if you're kind of in the pool with them and thinking, oh, yeah, you should definitely pay for that first. Coaching can totally wait. Coaching is like a luxury handbag. Nice to have, not urgent, right? Just check if that's you. If that's how you think about your own coaching, it's like nice to have. So when you are thinking that way, what comes across in your marketing is this energy of there's no urgency. We got all the time in the world. You totally don't have to make a decision today. You do not have to hire me today. In fact, I don't want to stress you out or pressure you when you've got so many other things going on in life. So go ahead, tend to your life, like remodel your kitchen, pay off your credit card, enjoy my free content and my freebies, and I'll just be here whenever you're ready, whether that's next month or next year or in five years or 10 years. When you're dead, it's no problem. (laughs) Guess what happens when you are subtly transmitting that kind of energy? Of like, I'm just here whenever you need me. There's no rush. You got 15 other important things in life. Go ahead, tend to them first. I'll be here whenever. What happens when you have those thoughts, when you have that belief, when you're creating the energy of I'm here whenever is your people, everybody that loves you and wants to be coached by you tells themselves the same thing because they are absorbing the way you're thinking. They're thinking to themselves, Oh, I just love that coach so much. I'd love to hire them when I have the money, when I have the time, when I have more confidence, when I have the blah, 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 blah. End of the story, I'm not buying today. I'm not getting started on my transformation today. 
I'm not saying yes to taking 100% responsibility and power over my goals today because it'll be there tomorrow. It'll be there in three months. It'll be there in five years. Guess what happens when people think that way? No sales, no money for you, and no transformation for the client. Their lives are exactly the same as before. After they remodel the kitchen, you know what they're going to have? The exact same life, the exact same emotional life, the exact same results they keep creating in their lives, just with a better kitchen. They're going to have the exact same emotional lives, exact same results they create in their lives, except just with their credit card paid off. Do you see what's happening here? Now, obviously what's happening is a lack of ethical urgency on your part, which gets transmitted to your clients' minds. And... I'm going to tell you exactly why this is happening. This this is horrible. It's happening. I like literally, you guys, I literally feel a pain in my heart, like a physical pain whenever I see people struggling with emotional things that I know so many life coaches I know can help with just because there is just no fucking urgency for these coaches to get the word out about what's possible with coaching. And here's why. A lot of us life coaches, especially the general all-purpose life coaching coaches who coach on all the things, are very disconnected from the pain that their clients are feeling in their lives. The pain that is experienced by people who have lives that are basically okay. It's like, it's so-so. Nothing terrible, nothing awesome either. It's just whatever. When somebody's life is just okay, it's so-so, it's nothing wonderful, it's nothing terrible, life coaches can think, oh, that's fine. That can continue. That doesn't need to change today. And my friends, when you think that, that is a horrible dereliction of duty for you as the life coach. Do you hear me say that? I said dereliction of duty. You're abandoning your duty of helping. And that only happens because you either forgot or desensitized yourself from the pain that your clients feel every single day in their so-so, just okay, mediocre lives. Either it's been so long, you literally don't remember what it was like before you had coaching, or You're so used to managing it by yourself in your own brain and your own life that it just doesn't feel like a big deal to you. But guess for whom it is a big deal? Your clients. Someone who's in the pain and has no idea how to manage it or even know that it's an option to be able to manage it. Their pain is fresh, it is raw, and it is just forever. That sucks. Those experiences, so many coaches like downplay them in their own minds or they literally dissociate with them. If you most likely are doing this, like 99% of you I know are doing this. The reason that I, I think I'm so fucking good at selling coaching, the reason I sell millions of dollars of coaching every year, well, actually not every year. (laughs) This is the first year I've made multiple millions. So let's just say a lot of money selling coaching is because I keep myself so close to remembering the pain of what life was like when I didn't know coaching. My life was so painful, even though everything seemed fine on the outside. I had the ultimate okay life. I had an okay job. I had okay friends. 
I had an okay dating life. I had an okay place to live. Everything, everybody else thought I was like happy and okay and confident. Didn't have any big problems. Inside, you know, remember, I was the classic person who was just okay. Like so many of your clients, so many of your audience, they're not in a dire crisis. Their their lives are like basically fine. And when I was there, inside of myself, I talked to myself like an emotional abuser. You'll know what I mean? Having an abuser live inside your head. Oh my gosh, you guys, the abuser inside my head was such a bitch. She would talk to me like, you're an embarrassment of a human being. Everything you did in the past is wrong. Every decision you made is like, was a terrible decision. And whatever you're trying to do in the future, you're probably going to fuck that up too. And by the way, nobody likes you. All the good things that you watch other people get in life, they're not meant for you because you're too much of a fuck up. Your brain is too fucked. You're too damaged. That is literally, that was literally the voice in my brain every single day. I was spoken to like that every day, all day by myself. Like I spoke that way to myself. I was the victim of severe emotional abuse from my own self. That's not all. I would cringe every time I looked at the mirror. I constantly lived in resentment and fear because I thought external circumstances and other people controlled my emotions and my results. I felt pain every time I saw other people creating what I wanted and was sure I couldn't get because, again, those things were just meant for me because I was too damaged, remember? I spent all of my time trying to escape the boredom and anxiety and emotional suffocation that comes with hiding myself, censoring myself, muting my desires, people-pleasing, trying to downplay everything that I was and trying to fit into an externally defined mold of what's acceptable and likable and successful. (sighs) If you think someone living a life like that today is fine, if you think they can just wait another week wait another month, get their kitchen remodeled first, whatever. You don't know the urgency of that pain firsthand. My friends, I'm reminding you of this pain that I know intimately and that I know you know intimately. I know maybe your thing wasn't exactly the same thing that I just said, but I know that it's similar. I've talked to enough of you. You know, every day your client isn't getting coached by you is one more day they're most likely enduring severe emotional abuse from their own brain. Every day your client isn't getting coached by you is one more day they're spending money on things that will only temporarily bring them relief from all that pain and don't change the root cause of the pain at all and possibly even make the root cause of it worse. How, you know, how much money are your clients spending right now on shopping and on vacations and on drugs and booze and whatever things that are, they think that is like allowing them temporary escape from all that pain, but isn't changing the cause of it or actually making the cause of it worse, right? Every day your client isn't getting coached by you is one more day. They pass up opportunities because their brain is literally blocking them from creating or receiving these opportunities. For example, They'll pass up an opportunity to get a promotion and get paid more at work because your brain's telling them, oh, well, I don't bring that much value to the table. So-and-so in the other department is more deserving. And they'll believe it. They'll just pass up the opportunity. And they'll pass up the opportunity to make better friends because your brain's telling them nobody likes you. You're unlikable. You're weird. 
they'll pass up the opportunity to meet the love of their lives because their brain is telling them, eh, you're too fat. Your personality is too much. Every day your client isn't getting coached by you is one more day they allow shitty standards, shitty boundaries, and other people's shitty behavior into their lives. Every day your client isn't getting coached by you is one more day they are not using the gifts they have to benefit the world fully. Every day your client isn't getting coached by you is one more day they're hating their bodies. Every day your client isn't getting coached by you is one more day they're believing they're a bad mother, whatever. Every day your client isn't getting coached by you leads to one more night where they're staying up, laying in their beds, unable to fall asleep because their mind is racing with regret about the past and fears about the future. Every day your client isn't getting coached by you is one more day they say yes to things and relationships and places that is that are not good enough for them, that is draining them. Every day your client isn't getting coached by you is one more day they're accepting lies about the limits of who they are and what they are capable of. I'm like literally crying right now, you guys, because this is the state of the most of the world. And when I Here, coaches say, I don't know what the urgency is. It fucking drives me nuts. Are you feeling it yet? Are you feeling it? Have I reminded you sufficiently of the pain of what it's like to go through life without a life coach? And you might've just forgotten. So here I am reminding you. I hope you remind yourself every single day. Write a list like the one I just wrote, but for your niche. I mean, you can copy and paste exact same words too. Remind yourself every time you remind yourself of what it's like for your clients and what, what, what it was like for your pat, for, for you in the past, you are going to feel like from the bottom of your honest heart, so fucking galvanized to get that word out there, get the transformation out there and help people to say yes today to the change, to the healing, to the expansion. And when you are coming from that energy, people won't be able to help themselves but to be compelled towards that, but to to go there with you, to see those different possibilities and believe that they are capable and worthy of saying yes to that change today. And that, my friends, is when your marketing changes. That is when you become a powerful attractor of clients who want to say yes to starting to work with you, not when they have more money, time, you know, confidence, whatever, blah, 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 but today. All right, my friends, happy, joyful, and ethically urgent marketing. I'll talk to you next week. Get to work talking to your clients, inspiring them towards a yes, towards a better life today. Bye. Hey, if you want a shot of fresh inspiration and actionable tips to improve your marketing every single week in your inbox, you better get on my email list. Sign up to receive my free ebook called 20 Unsolicited Copy Tips. It's been known to get people to come out of the woodwork and ask to work with you. So get on that link in the show notes and I'll see you in your inbox next time.